evening and welcome. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour two of the broadcast here on this Monday, the 22nd of January, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official narrative. And we have Paul Edward Stevenson here with us, host of Last Man Standing every Saturday morning on RBN. That's 10 a.m. Central, 4 p.m. GMT, and my regular Monday co-host here. Yeah. And what do you what do you think after everything else I read there? Uh, uh, your feedback to that, Paul? Can you hear me okay, Richard? Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I was just going to say, if, if anybody wants to contact me with some links, I mean, I'm, I, I'm sort of a bit of a contact or a bit of a, a content junkie anyway, but you can do that on paulstevenson839 at gmail.com. It's just because I do get like some people who listen and contact me from time to time, and it's nice to hear from people. So you can do that um, if you've got any links or, you know, or whatever, or, you know, so you can do that for my show. So um, what was your question again? No, no, just after I read uh, the, the rest of that article, you know, if you had any additional comments or thoughts. Yeah, I think it. I, I think it's a bit of a Netanyahu's trying to, like, relieve some pressure, get some hostages released, uh, buy some time on his side. Uh, this guy's fighting for his political and probably actual, you know, his political career and his actual freedom. Um you know, you've still got this uh, whole International Court of Justice looming in the background as well. This guy is an absolute war criminal. You know, the, the, the temerity of him still standing up there referring to the Holocaust recently. He recently chastised um, Sergei, uh, um, um, oh, Sergei, what's his name, the uh, Russian foreign minister. Um, I can't remember why his second name has just escaped me. Uh, Lavrov. Uh, because Lavrov basically says that, you know, the Holocaust, uh, while a terrible thing, is not an excuse and a justification for what Israel's doing. And he said, and by the way, there was a, there was a, a lot more Soviets that died than there were Jews. And, you know, of course, he, he's coming out and, you know, outraged as usual about, oh, this is diminishing the memory of the Holocaust and blah, blah, blah. Uh, as he is almost like, not solely, but he is not far off responsible for committing an actual genocide in real time. This guy needs to go to prison. It's as simple as that. And 25. So is little... What was that? And and so, so, do, so do those who are complicit along with them. It's unlikely it'll happen, but that's, that's what should happen if there's any justice. Yeah, hey, I thought you were going to say along with this whole coalition, little coalition there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but over over 25,000 already, mostly civilians, you know, and of them, remember, uh, uh, well, 50 percent are under 18, from what I understand. We have Stephen Douglas Whitener uh, joining us now, uh, Paul. Stephen, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm terrific. Thanks for having me. Hello, Paul. Nice to be with you here, sir. Hi, Stephen. How's it going? Happy New Year, belatedly. Happy New Year to you too, my friend. Yeah, you know, re- along the lines of what you guys were talking about with Ukraine and, and Lavrov, right? And the genesis, or who was Lavrov referring to there? I. Right? Well, he was referring to 
you know, that it's, it's not it's not a justification that what you know because oh, of course yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're always invoking the Holocaust for everything because they like this victim narrative narrative. And by the way, they, if they killed you know, 40 million people in front of the watching world, they'd still be claiming that the Holocaust was a justification for it. So Lavrov basically pushed back on him uh, that there was, you know, it's not a justification to invoke the Holocaust and that uh, there was a lot more Soviet soldiers died than there were Jews. And of course, this is like, you know, anathema to say something like this to I dare you, you know. I think upwards of 20 million Soviets, wasn't it? True. Not, not to mention, not to mention the Europeans. Yes, sir. Fifty altogether, I believe, was what I remember learning. Now, <clears throat> you know, but they don't memory. Matter. No, uh, no, no, no. They they they, they count um, three fifths or whatever, or a third, or you know, I know. <laughs> Just at least it's so. In most of the uh, mainstream narrative mind, it's just it, it does get to be even even if everything that we were told it was true. Even if that were true, it's still it's still just oh you know look what happened then compared look at uh, what happened in Cambodia after that uh, uh, Khmer Rouge like one in three Cambodians almost it was like thirty percent I believe that they mm. wiped out there that's just you know and just yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's always been that way you don't have to take all the red people, pills people, to see the hypocrisy yeah. you know yeah it's like it's like it's like the Irish you know going around slaughtering people, you know, and getting themselves together and saying, well, you know, well, we had the potato farming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have uh, another <laughs> We have another panelist I invited, Paul. Uh, I'm not sure you're familiar. Maybe you talked to him on a couple calls uh, over time. We have Mike in Kentucky here. I've had him on uh, for a couple of shows, and uh, I think he's hosted a show once or twice. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I've hosted a couple of shows on like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day sort of thing, with uh, or co-hosted them with different people. And of course, you've had me on the roundtable. And but uh, the, my sort of claim to fame is it took over local media, but because I was the last man standing, and uh, a lot of people around this area say, "Hey, buy dogs have a hog," when they see me, or "Hey, are you still doing a TV station or something like that?" We had a an excuse to be on cable called Low Power TV, which was an 18-watt station. And the guy saw me in a gas station in 1997. Hey, what are you doing? And he knew me from about seven years earlier. And uh, he asked me to go help out because they had a massive staff walkout. Mm-hmm. And I was able to almost replace everybody. I didn't want nothing to do with billing and management and, and sales, but... All the rest of it, you know, I could do that the engineer couldn't do or didn't want to do. And so, uh, of course, I had a degree in communications, but my passion was cycling and fitness. So I fell into it. I found out how much behind-the-scenes work pays or doesn't pay in media. It was a shocker when I got out of school. Seven bucks, seven bucks an hour to dub tapes or to run the, you know, master control switcher, or ten thousand a year to be a stand-up one-man band reporter in Eastern Kentucky. I mean, I couldn't find nothing, no graduate schools or anything. So right, I, right, I right, was well. finally finally into a fitness mechanic job, and then found alternative media because of that. Sixty-seven mile commute each way, and a 
heard uh, what you call it, uh, Chuck Harder for the people. Started looking at stuff in the library pre-internet. I started finding how much stuff is just wrong about what we've been taught in school. Right, so, right. Well, well, you yeah. know, I wasn't trying to have this whole, like, uh, show. Well, I'm just trying to give you a background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, Paul, yeah, might not be too familiar. Uh, he probably didn't catch the time or two I had had you on. Uh, well, the one show, uh, especially. But, um, no, I mean, you, uh, yeah, you know, the amount you've been around here has been, what, at least a few years. And, uh, you you said you well, appreciate the Republic Radio in the nineties uh, on C band satellite with Genesis. I don't know what happened there. Bouncing back, they were both on C band for a while. You know, right? But I, I was out. mentioning Paul. I was mentioning Paul here. I want you know you to get a chance to interact with him a bit. You said you were glad to check out his show live again. You, you didn't notice. Um, oh yeah, I just... but you know, he's, he's been on for quite a quite a while now. I mean, there were a couple of weeks he uh, he was a. Uh, on holiday and, 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 had, and didn't well, have some yeah, You got family stuff gets in the way, and that's why I've said, you know, I throw it, throw it out that I could do uh, if I'm a, unless oh, yeah, well, yeah, way, well, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, available for an emergency yeah. host or something. <laughs> yeah, back up. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, just uh, definitely though. I mean, I, I thought you guys could could definitely uh, appreciate perspectives. I mean, and, and Paul being a um, Christian. You, you, you're pretty well versed in the Bible yourself, and uh, as far as this Israeli Gazan uh, conflict, you know they're trying to call it a war. I, I refuse to call it yeah. that myself. And everything I was, we were covering in the first hour, um, you know, not necessarily needing a biblical perspective. But I don't know what, what kind of comments did you have though on uh, on all of this, Mike? Well, when I was uh, while I was on hold there. Um guys got into the uh, Bolsheviks versus the Germans, and, and of course they try to say it's a Holodomar, it's not a Holocaust, you know, try to mince words there, but uh, I've heard estimates of 60 million, and I know somebody that escaped an Eastern Soviet bloc country in the late 1960s, who's a source for some communications stuff, but uh, <clears throat> they were killing people who wouldn't join the collective as far as farms and all the Soviet bloc countries uh, uh somebody told me about a movie about the czechoslovakian resistors and they you know with all vengeance chased them down to the last man and killed them all but uh, the bolsheviks uh which were dominated by the jews i think and were funded uh by london they certainly were yeah there's uh, a letter have you read the uh wartime uh or have seen the articles about it called wartime let's see allied wartime diplomacy by a guy named rosneck he's got a letter in there that was sent out in 1944 from the uk ministry of information i think it was called to key clergy members in both poland and and the uk i believe that you know had to do with the Church of England, Anglican Church, and was asking them to express their belief. It would be most helpful if you could express your belief in the German atrocities because they needed to save themselves and the Bolsheviks from all the stuff that they had done mm. with the atrocity, you know, propaganda distraction. And that came out in 1958 in that book called Allied War Diplomacy. It pretty much it's like one of those things. Like, wow, how much did uh, how much uh, other operations are there out there to prop up this genocide story? You know, and you start looking into the ho- 
Holocaust deniers, you can't have an opinion about that, or you're a no, Holocaust you denier. No. Well, here, let's rotate documentation. Not, let's let's rotate, Mike, to make sure we get in a lot of feedback from everyone. You're not too long-winded sure. with each. Uh, here, here, Paul, did, did you have some comments, sir? No, let someone else uh, speak, because, I mean, I, I've, uh, you know, went on and up in the first hour, I'm sure. Well, Stephen? Yeah, I, it was 1958 before that letter came out. I have remember reference to that letter that came out because they wanted to um, detract from the atrocities that were happening right then as the Soviets were coming in from the east sure. and of what was happening with the prisoners of war that we were holding too and did afterwards. You know, it just it, it just it shows. I guess the genesis of the idea to do it, but it, it didn't, even right after the war, that stuff didn't ramp up so much until uh, the 60s, I guess, in the 70s. Sure. When it, yeah. Yeah, during the height of the Cold War, when the bomber gap and the missile gap and all that stuff was was being, you know, the, being hit with the duck and cover, children all scared to death of uh, seeing a flash before they die, being fingerprinted in schools. I'm younger than that, but I've talked to the folks that lived through it and uh, uh, saw all that, you know, and lived in the fear of it. Me and my brother both had nightmares of mushroom clouds so, growing up. Oh, I still do have occasionally have one of those. And yeah. one of my earliest memories was the Cuban Missile thing on the radio. That's just, I was very, very young. And I, I remember the phrase brush wars and, and that, that just, it, it, I didn't know what was going on. I just remember hearing that, you know, and, 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 um, hearing, hearing, um, broadcasts later on from it, I could tell that's what I was listening to, you know, at the, and it, uh, it just grew up with that. And then in the eighties, we had the day after movies, you know, and all of this, it was imminent doom, you know, the missiles oh, yeah. would fly anytime, you know, that was, and I think about 1983, we actually came at, all, at least as close in a lot of ways, or closer in some ways than we did in the, the Cuban thing, because this guy uh, had the good sense to know that his um, sensors were faulty. This uh, Soviet officer could have and should have, according to their doctrines, launched a retaliatory strike because he thought we were striking them in the fall of 83. Their uh, new uh, fancy thermodynamic uh, 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 satellite sensors were malfunctioning and detecting the heat off of the top of the clouds as the sun was going down and thinking we had launched. And it was like a few at a time. He would think we've oh, th- you know, three, and he'd always heard if it happened, it would be all at once. And he said, well, this is just a glitch and had the good sense not to. To launch, so, but you know, this, this, well, I remember those days too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd have to go look at the timeline, but you know, Sting and uh, the the police group had that song out. If the Russians love their children too, and I think that mutual assured destruction thing. Uh, the Cold War's not really over until we get rid of all the piles of fuel sitting around at these nuclear reactors. Massive amounts. I've I've heard different estimates of. 188,000 tons to 280,000 tons, and that the dry cask storage might last 40 years or 60 years. They don't even know. But, uh, you know, the fuel pools, just like at Fukushima, after the grid goes down, you've got days to a few weeks until the guys running the generators, keeping the cooling ponds cool, uh, decide, well, i got to get my family and get out of here. <laughs> 
you know, they quit they quit maintaining the generators. And a lot of people think, well, there's steam, there's the safety systems, there's a scram. You can do a scram if there's no electricity. Well, you still have to keep the pumps running because those rods in the reactor and the cooling tray and the cooling ponds or the transport trays, they're all hot for up to six years. So if you don't keep the water moving, you get hydrogen gas bubbling off, you get explosions and all that stuff. Every one of our reactors are still 90 running, are vulnerable to that. So the Soviets are smart enough to know that it's an effective de facto doomsday weapon. If they blow up America, it's going to blow back on them. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Even a limited well. nuclear war. Hey, you know, you know, gentlemen, uh, there, there's a, uh, I, I've been informed that we have one caller that actually jumped on uh, when we were still in the, the first uh, hour, at the end of the first Uh-oh. hour. So, 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 you know, it seems uh, the caller may have been uh, wanting to speak to Paul and, you know, while being live here. So, yeah, maybe we should take, uh, we'll let Paul take the, the caller here uh, for a moment, pivot, and then come back. We have Lynn Great. on the line, Lynn in Maryland. Hey, hey, welcome, Lynn. Did you have something to direct at, uh, at, at Mr. Stevenson? I do. I appreciate all four of you. Thank you so much. First, I'll share the good news. Um, I heard this morning about a film. You know, the, I, Is it Paul Newman's film festival? But there's a new film actually done by Jewish folks, and, about, and it's called Israelism. Okay? And it was um, announced on Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman today. But here's what you, I don't know that you wouldn't want to miss it, but when you don't miss it, you're going to need something to help you through it. (laughs) Heritage Foundation today had two hours of a panel about anti-Semitism. Oh, boy. Um, Remember, one of my senators actually went to the gate there in Egypt a couple weeks ago and aid wasn't getting in. No, 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 no. Oh, there's plenty of aid getting in. Here's the quote. In fact, Gaza's surviving better than they should. The guy actually said that. I picked up the phone. I I couldn't resist. But all you heard, October 7th, beheaded babies, women, women being brutally raped. Um, you know, one thing after another, Rallies, demonstrations, college campuses, pro-terrorist rallies. You know, they're for the terrorists. And anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And in fact, this book I've been reading about understanding Zionism, I can go along with it until the section about anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism. There is a difference. And that crap about Netanyahu doing good, every time they say they're going to pull back, they double down. They are bombing entire blocks now. The people didn't have any means of communication in any way for eight days. Well, they were blocking the border. They couldn't escape, right? Couldn't no, get into and if they do, they're never going to get back. You know, it was their land. Read the Bible. The Bible's clear. You know what? God's promises are always conditional. It's an if-then. 
God said mm-hmm. he wasn't giving them that land because they were so damn good. It was because the other folks were so damn bad. And then they didn't even kill them all. They started worshiping their idols and sleeping with their women. So there you go. Oh, and, but they were told that if they repented, they could come back. Well, you know what? The U.N. and Truman and Wilson and whoever, they didn't repent. Murdering these people and genociding the hell out of them and saying things like they're being treated better than they deserve. I mean, who says stuff like well, Lynn, that? And well, here, constantly Lynn, Lynn, conjuring up the Holocaust. Well, here, here, Lynn, let's try to uh, give Paul a chance to, to, yep, to respond I'm, a little I to what you, what you Thank added. you very much for letting me vent. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Lynn. It's good to hear from you again. Well, yeah, first of all, that's what they do. It's atrocity propaganda, lies, beheaded babies, burnt babies, blah, blah, blah. That's all they have. Lies and more lies and just atrocity stuff and the Holocaust. This is, but, you know, people are seeing through it now. You know, it's, it's like if they had, people have been seeing through it for a long time, but they've been too scared. But got you you're right. Catch stuff. And, you know, you got to catch stuff when you can catch it. I saw a story yeah. that was out of uh, Israeli media that actually admitted that the, that the music festival went on longer than it was supposed to, and the helicopter shot into that crowd by quote mm-hmm. accident, trying to trying to get the you know the, the quote terrorists. So they killed some of their own yeah. people by quote accident. Yeah, friendly fire yeah. there. Oopsie. Rant. What do you up. think the that there were just as many IDF folks there as any Hamas or Hezbollah? And look what's happening. I mean, they're feeding people lies, and people do believe the lies because they hear it over and over and over again. The same way people believe falsehood, it's about what's in the Bible because it's been repeated to them a thousand and ten times. Right. What else but are you going to say, Paul? True. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, like like, um, like the gospel, it's always been that way. There were always conditions. There was conditions in the New Testament. You're right. If, if you do this, I will do that. If you do this, if you obey me, you know, if you obey my commandments, then you will be my disciple indeed. If, if, and then followed up by, you know, what will happen. There was always conditions. And also, there was it was uh, the relationship with these people in, in the ancient Israelites and the ancient Jews was always based on a covenantal relationship. They are not in any covenant with God right now. And the last covenant that was made was in the upper room with Jesus and the disciples. Today I give you a new covenant. I don't know if Benjamin Benjamin Netanyahu is aware of this, but he is not in a covenantal relationship with Jesus Christ, and neither is the state of Israel. But you know what? The Christian Zionists believe he's a Christian. He just can't say it. Yeah, the Christian I've Zionists been in their are some of the most calls. repugnant, I can ignorant tell you people the in nonsense the world. Those people believe. And, and, but if you get a chance to hear the Heritage thing, they'll probably re-air it tonight on C-SPAM radio or on their TV station. Um, you might need a drink or Valium or something. Yeah, no, I, won't watch it. I, I, I do catch that channel from time to time. Uh, Amy Goodman on um, Democracy Today. Yeah. Is well, it a I'm thinking about the Heritage <laughs> Foundation thing. That oh, was, yeah. It was two hours, and it was a doozy. And it was live when I heard it. So, Lynn, I want to thank you. I, I mean, I, thank I caught you the, all. I caught, I caught, I caught Paul's uh, show this weekend, and. Um, you know, you mentioning how happy you were uh, he was live again and, and that you made a donation. 
when you heard that he was live. And, you know, I'm going to keep on him to <laughs> be sure to make those those live shows as much as he can. But, I mean, that was all really nice. Really yeah, good I mean, of you. you all I mean, wonderful. RBN wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you, Richard, and Mike, and Stephen, and, and Paul. And I am so glad you're back, and I'm, I'm glad you're home. And I don't do email, so I look forward to hearing your voice on Saturday. God bless you. Thank you all God so, bless so much. God bless. And thank you, Julie. Well, thank you so much. Everybody in Round Rock's got bills too, and I don't even—I don't even want to guess what the lease is on the studio. But uh, I've heard close to three hundred dollars a day. Plus, you've got these bills that pop up like the server bill every six months. Yeah, yeah, two thousand that they just had to pay for that, and they're not even sure the board ops are going to be able to get paid uh, right this second. You know, I mean, there's like what, like there was like three hundred dollars at the end of last week in the, uh, you know, yeah. of all funds. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. We're, they're really hurting, well, folks. Please help out uh, these good folks at RBN who keep everything running. Let's go to the next caller, though. We have Andy in Texas on the line. Andy, welcome, sir. Oh, well, hey, gentlemen. Thanks for letting me chime in with you guys. Uh, you know, you were talking a lot about this uh, this uh, Gazan, uh, so-called Israel at war, Gaza Strip, whatever they're calling it. They're talking about these 200 hostages that supposedly Hamas has. I'd like to really know where the hell they're at because they've pretty much flattened Gaza. They've got to know where they're at. If they think they're still alive, they've got to know where they're at. I mean, where would they be hiding? Yeah. They're deep under the ground. And it, uh, deep underground. It would behoove the Palestinians to find these people and huddle around that building if, in fact, they know where they're at and they're not bombing that area. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. I would be surprised if there was even any hostages whatsoever at all. Um, and if there was hostages, I mean, Israel didn't care. They, they shot their people at that rave, you know. Mike brought it up earlier. They, they shut these people at that rave, saying it was accidental. Uh, BS. That was your that was your hang gliders and stuff coming over, and and the hang gliders that we did see obviously wasn't the footage of what was going on. Because where would Hamas get anything? That's the most controlled border in the entire world, as far as they I know. Just to be yeah, accurate, well, there none were of this makes any sense, gentlemen. None of it. <laughs> well, just to, just to be accurate, there were paragliders, and you can teach somebody to. To, you know, that's de- wanting to do terrorism. Probably, you can teach somebody to fly a paraglider in a, in a afternoon. You know, and they they'll fit Stephen. in a small. You know, they'll break down the smith and Then I would ask, small. where did they get the guns from? Where did they get the guns from? Well, here, so Stephen. Paid off the rent. Israel off, <laughs> Well, here, Stephen. What are your thoughts on uh, the yeah. recent comments here? Well, I, you know, I have been suspicious of the thing. It just looks like what. They didn't see that this coming. It just yeah. it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and I, I, Scorpio had made this comment that seemed like the video. All of the cars were three of from three different colors. I mean, that's the only three colors they had that day, or something. That's just kind of weird that at some gray, festival black, like and white. that. Yeah, yeah. Gray, black, and, and, white. and beforehand, the thing was moved closer to the border. I mean, it's just it couldn't be any more obvious than if there was a stand-down, and Cheney was saying, have you been told the orders have changed? I mean, yeah. You know, to me, that is as much as uh, as false flag as 9-11 was to me. Look at the trading, too, with the stock market and stuff. and the way. It's just, yeah, it's there. 
It just needs somebody to, to, to do the same work that people did back then and prove it. It, it. They can't cover all that up, and it's getting more and more in our face, too, I, I want to point out. I see we're about at the break uh, for the bottom of the hour. Uh, I just want to remind everyone again, we have for $250 uh, the opportunity to uh, possibly win this one-of-a-kind uh, quilt, you know, uh, handmade, uh, custom-made uh, for the winner. Confederate, uh, St. Andrew's Cross, Confederate flag. I, donation by Mr. Mike Gaddy. Uh, please, folks, uh, help out. I mean, we have nothing even for payroll for the staff here. It's pretty rough. Republicbroadcasting.org. Click on that donate page. We'll be right back. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Charles de Gaulle once said, actually, it's difficult to envision in this regard any other criterion, any other standard than gold. Yes, gold, which does not change in nature, which can be made into either bars, ingots, or coins, which has no nationality, and which is considered in all places and all times the immutable and judiciary value par excellence. So when the question is, why gold? It's simple, my friends. The answer to that question is simply, why not? Like it or not, precious metals will always be the world's reserve currency, even though nations do not define their currency by their worth in, say, gold. Individuals still buy gold and silver to protect themselves from inflation. The more money a nation's central bank pours into the economy, the less value its currency, the dollar is, which means the price of everything else rises. $21 up for a bag of dog food. Seeing that the dollar is cheap, that's why the cost of everything goes up. It's because the buying power, the value of the dollar is tanked. It's worth nothing. And yet gold that your family would have owned in 1907 will buy at least the same amount of goods, if not far more. William McPhee once stated, it's extraordinary how many emotional storms one may weather in safety if one is ballasted with ever so little gold. The truth about money, gold versus cash in a crisis, gold a valuable thing to store, the power of gold in times of crisis. Historical sketch of paper currency. Oh, and beware the Ides of Rare Coin Dealers and Alan Greenspan's speech on gold and economic freedom. How interesting. I'm going to give you gold and silver in five easy lessons. Seeking out the most efficient and most secure route to owning gold and converting it into widely accepted currency is the next best thing to enjoying gold-backed currency, my friends. In a world of central bankers hell-bent on devaluing our savings, you need to own private gold standard. Contact me, Jeffrey Bennett at Kettle Moraine Limited, by calling our phone number at 602-799-8214. That's 602-799-8214. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? 
You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. back folks beyond the official narrative here on republic broadcasting richard carey here with monday co-host paul edward stevenson and we're additionally joined by stephen douglas whitener and mike in kentucky uh, and again if you want to call in for your donation you can call in at 800-724-2719 extension 3 uh, if you have a comment for being on the air, 512-248-8252. Or if you don't have the free minutes and long distance and really need the free number, 800-313-9443 uh, for live on the air. Paul, uh, your thoughts on uh, Andy's comments? Oh, remind me again. Well, he was just saying, I mean, you know, who's to say? I mean, who was actually killed intentionally or not i mean uh as far as what happened on the seventh you know at the festival and all this and uh yeah well like i was saying earlier at the start of the show uh, you know i think the intention for hamas was to come and take the hostages um and not not kill people i think the um the idf killed the vast majority if not all of them and this is what these pictures that are going to be released uh you know with more atrocity uh, propaganda pictures from the Israelis about the horrors of October 7th are going to reveal that a lot of these bodies were burnt uh, rather than, you know, revealing bullets. Uh, so, you know, with things like that, it's going to be, we'll probably never know exactly what happened. Um, you know, so, but it, uh, of course, you know, it's got false flag written all over it and allowed it to happen. It's not the only theory. It's not the only theory, but, you know, the, the Israelis do also indulge in a lot of hubris. And they, they're very squirmish about, uh, you know, God's chosen people's casualties. Uh, they do employ a lot of uh, artificial intelligence and a lot of these types of security measures. And it, it is also possible they just thought that there's no way that these uh, subhumans could break out of their prison and uh, pull off something like this, you know. But uh, as far as as far as where the prisoners are, are I don't think the, the Israeli intelligence Mossad or the Israelis know where they are. And even if they did, there's no way of getting to them. They'd have to go through a vast network of tunnels to get there, which would be, you know, just mass suicide on their part, you know. Stephen, did you have uh, some more you wanted to add? Yeah, cut off by the break. Well. Well, I wanted to double down on what you said about please keep RBN going too, and and I wanted to plug that 
this coming Saturday on Mike Gaddy's uh, uh, Rebel Madman. We're going to have the USS Liberty Survivors on, too, for oh, yeah. RBM. I want to hit to him and, and a question if I can get in. I hope so. Well, and I just wanted to I wanted to mention that, and also this if these people. Okay, they don't have. I've known they don't have a reverse gear for a long time, but it don't look like they don't even have any brakes. I mean, they keep they're chasing these people from one side of Gaza to the other, and now they keep wanting to set the Red Sea on fire too. It just it just boggles my mind that when they're out of ammo, they're out of money, they're um, military. Um, Manpower is turning into woke BS joke around the world or uh, illegal immigrants that they can't stop. They got to have more war. It's suicidal. Yeah. It's stupid. It just well, doesn't starting, make sense. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if this uh, attack Trump ordered on Soleimani, this hit, if that was, you know, a, a precursor of what's to come. If, if, if actually, I mean, because, you know, Whenever we do have Republicans in any sort of power, House, Senate, presidency, uh, you know, they don't really backtrack the policies that were established oh. of the far left. Uh, you know, they just kind of, you know, keep us from any sort of rebellion until the next Democrat set gets in for more policies to uh, push the bar further along. You know, and so are we going to have another mm-hmm. Trump presidency that this is planned all along uh, to go to to try to go to war with Iran? Uh, and but fail this one, you know, have the, the U.S. lose in this war and that this is in the already decided, you know, maybe we should be looking for those uh, uh, illustrations, cartoons at The Economist for the answer. What do you think, gentlemen? Mike, what are your thoughts? Oh, well, I'm uh, I'm glad you reminded me of the USS Liberty thing. Uh, if I don't get it, get the call in, uh, I really want to talk, uh, get Mr. Gaddy's opinion on. Uh, the jamming of communications there. They jammed the American communications, but nobody jammed the Israelis, so you would think those FLR-9 steerable antennas or slot antennas type that he was using in Italy or wherever he was deployed, that they would pick up on that communications, you know. It seems obvious that they had plenty of ability to know that that liberty was being attacked, and and, uh, what's his name, Uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, Said he right. didn't want to go to war for well, we some get... dead sailors. Yeah, that... no, we, I mean, we don't have time to get into that tonight. No, uh, but you know, and I have a couple other callers in the queue, so I want to hear something else from Andy before he uh, he lets us move on. Andy, what else would you like to add, sir? Oh, oh well, yeah. The last thing is is that you know, with those two hundred hostages and whatnot, uh, the thing is is that. Perhaps uh, Israel did blow them up already, or they never existed to begin with, or they blew them up way early on or whatnot. But it doesn't matter because the Hollywood production must go on. And so the next thing you're going to see is uh, a room full of however they cover their dead with a bunch of people lined up and say they found the hostages. Hamas killed them, and that will give them even more firepower for around the world to, to go ahead and keep blowing up Gaza or whatnot. Whatever it takes. They're going to level this little neighborhood here, uh, you know, and from based on 
uh, what I've seen, a lot of it comes from Max Egan. I, I, I gotta admit that. But these people were peaceful people. He's got video and stuff from when he visited the, the Gaza Strip. He snuck in, blah, 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 and whatnot. But the thing is, is that they actually, it, 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 they just wanted to live in peace. And, and, and I'll just let it go with that because you have other colors. Well, thanks, gentlemen, for letting me chime in. Yeah, thank you. Let's go to Hijacker in Washington. Hijacker. Hey, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, great show. So this is inspired by Paul, the Irishman, who in the beginning of the, the show was trying to game out what not yet now who was going to do, what Hamas was going to do, working out a two-state solution. And the more he, he looked at this puzzle, he was trying to trying to play the chess game out. He just couldn't come up with, like, the solution. And so this is kind of the elephant in the room. Um, this would be a solution. Uh, and none of the leaders in the Middle East want it. I don't care if they're Muslims or the Jews. Uh, but really, the, there's about 10 million Palestinians worldwide, and we have yet to hear from them. They, des- they, they, they deserve a vote on what's going to happen before we go to this regional war. And we know the Jews, what they do best is they buy their way out. They do a cash out. And so we know there's about, uh, I think there's 100 billion at least, of uh, natural gas off the coast of Gaza, as well as under. Um, and so there needs to be a buyout uh, where the Jews say, all right, Palestinians, we're going to give a worldwide vote to all of you. Uh, and then Erdogan, probably Turkey, He's probably going to have to guarantee that he's going to carve out a kingdom somewhere in Turkey, which would be New Palestine. So he would have to go along with it. And so, but we all know at the end of the day, if the Jews not going anywhere, uh, if they got to use nukes, whatever they got to do, they're going to do. And so then it comes down to will the Palestinians help save the world from a regional, conventional, probably go to nuclear war in the Middle East? Would they take a buyout? Would they take a stipend with their own new country? Erdogan would go up with. Of course, the world can chip in. The world can chip in a couple hundred billion dollars. And so, and actually just move these people, separate them. They're never going to live together. There's no two-state solution. Everybody laughs at it. Paul knows it's not going to happen. The Jews knows it's not going to happen. And so the Jews got to use what they do best. They got to do the buyout, but they just won't let loose that money. Uh, and furthermore, Hamas and the Palestinian Authority, they will not let the Palestinians worldwide have a vote on saying, all right, let's just say, let's just go ahead and move. Let's save the world from a regional war. And of course, it has to be a, a complicated uh, deal in which Israel, where there's only, that's only two nations in the whole world that don't go to the UN where the deeds and the boundaries are actually drawn for all nations. All nations got boundaries. It's actually like a, a title office, like you go to. And the two countries that will refuse to say what their boundaries are are Israel and the Ukraine. So the Israels are going to have to say once and for all, this is what our boundaries are, and lock them in. So Paul inspired it. I had to get it in there. Um, so what do you all think of that before I jump off here? Paul? Well, that's an interesting theory. Um, I'm not sure the Palestinians will literally buy it. And, you know, the other other problem Israel has with, you know, you hear about, I I meant to mention that actually when I was, uh, you know, 
speculating on the chessboard, uh, like you mentioned, um, is the the nuclear uh, option. Um, but who do you suggest they're going to nuke them? Iran? Before it's over with, who's going to start throwing nukes around? Oh, no, they're waiting for Trump to come in. I can see it all now. They're waiting for Trump to come in. They're going to bring the white boys back into the military. Rah, rah. Then they're going to sink a carrier or a ship. And then away I, we go. But, yeah, I think the white boys are a little bit more. I think the white boys are a little bit more, you know, up to speed with what's happening over there, and I and are becoming increasingly America first and tired of Israel. The other problem is, you know, Pakistan has nuclear weapons. Pakistan has already said that if Israel. Uh, ever attempts to uh, nuke Iran, that they will they will nuke uh, Israel because they're too close. And so if you if, if you drop a nuke or start dropping nukes on Iran, it's it's a direct threat to to uh, Pakistan. So I I don't know. I mean I you know the whole thing is just crazy. Well, I don't know if they have to even do that. If they if if they if they brought the Americans in, if they actually sunk a ship and you know blamed it on Iran, which they do the Liberty, the Gulf of Tonkin. Pearl Harbor, it's always a ship. Yes, but then you but can, you, but and, then you've also got it. Yeah, then you're bringing in Russia and China because Russia's not going to sit back and allow Iran to be attacked by Israel and the United States because they they know once you know when Iran goes, this is what happened in Syria. You know they couldn't. Uh, you know the uh, they tried to overthrow Assad in there, and uh, Russia scuppered their plans, which is another reason why Russia's been on the. Oh, wait, uh, what? At the end of the day, what did we learn in the last three years, especially with the COVID and the vax? They want depopulation. They know a billion, a billion yeah. and a half Muslims are not going to go along with a one world well, here's order. Stephen, they got to get rid Stephen, of these people. Stephen, would you like They're to respond to Hijacker? Uh, well, yeah, you know, what you suggest there with the buyout and everything, it sounds very much like a, some, a plan that I heard a man who I had spoken to before who was an Israeli. He was a journalist over there, and there's this party uh, that he was part of that wanted to do that, kind of how you're describing it. I think they were referring more to Gaza then, and this was back pre-COVID days. This was back Oh, the alt right thing was a uh, was was going on, and that's this this person. His name Shlomo Gordon. He was did journal. He, he submitted some tapes and stuff, and I, I corresponded with him once. And that was the suggestion of the. And I wish I could remember the name of this political party that he was part of. But yeah, that there's that there are some who would go along with that, but I don't think many would. You know, it just. Uh, they. Oh, you don't think those Palestinians, after what they've been through, the common rank and file Palestinians. When, when no, no. I mean, that's there. there may there may be a few. Oh, yeah, there there may be a few of those that would would a, a, take that a, and get out. But then, of course, I was also reminded of the uh, Lakota Sioux that are never uh, would take the money and or wanted their land back, and they keep trying to pay them. They they're going to be some of those that are not going to take it too. And I don't blame them. I mean, this is there is no justification for that. You know, well, that we got to move on. Just, uh, got some yeah. few other callers. Thank you, Hijacker. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Joe in Florida. Joe. Hey, Richard. And also Stephen, Mike, and Paul. Good to talk to you guys tonight. Um, yeah, this is a great show tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, I wanted to say <laughs> that um, 
You know, one of the things I'm watching this mainstream media that's got me really outraged is we keep hearing this thing about, oh, you know, Biden's exerting pressure on Netanyahu. And, oh, will the pressure that Biden is exerting? I mean, talk about the the, the tail wagging the dog. I, I, I don't know if this American Jewish media is so brainwashed or they're deliberately lying. But don't these people know, right? Netanyahu and the other Jewish terrorists have cultivated Joe Biden for 45 plus years. He's not the only one. Obviously, they were pimping out John McCain and Lindsey Graham still, right? With the hopes that, well, they're going to put... Yes, Rabbi Schumer from Brooklyn. Rabbi Schumer, he had to call him by his (laughs) official name. And, And so one day, that person would be in power and they would be able to engage in their genocide against the Palestinian people, which they've been planning for 75 years. What do you think? Goes Mike? back a long way, doesn't it? The Palest- the uh, Israeli, dancing Israelis that they said dancing Middle Easterners, they call it, called the and Five, first thing out of their mouth when they got arrested is, we're not the problem, the Palestinians are the problem. It makes me suspect the entire September 11th was meant to be directed at Palestinians. But who in the Middle East believes that Israel's going to stop at Gaza? Not Syria, not Jordan, not Egypt, not Qatar. Nobody thinks they're going to stop at Gaza. If you make a, a solution that gives, you know, the Gazans another homeland somewhere with the Kazar, uh, what is that, the... The ones that they wanted to do, Kurdistan, let's oh, let's just give them Kurdistan and make a Kurdistan there with Ergodan and parts of Iraq. And that, that, yeah, that's yeah. Not gonna, it's not going to happen. Exactly. They've got their plan. And, you know, I mentioned this the other night, I'm convinced of this. It's a religious uh, uh, war, and this, my analysis is right. So, um, you know, uh, Netanyahu is really a religious fanatic, okay? Maybe people didn't understand it, but he's got these people who are literally moments away from trying to rebuild the third temple. They've got their red heifers. They're ready to sacrifice them. They are going to try and install their Mashiach. They want to rule the world. That's the Jew world order. The new world order is the Jew world order, ruling the world, the one world government, ruled by their Mashiach, who we know is the Antichrist. Uh, and, and so the sooner people get that in their head, uh, the more serious people will know this is not, this is not like some, oh, negotiating powers. This is the war, right? We have to start fighting them. I mean, I, I believe that until you get that understanding of what, of who Netanyahu is and who these Jewish terrorists are, we're always going to be at a handicap, and our stupid media is going to pretend like Joe Biden has influence over over Netanyahu. Don't they know who the boss is? Netanyahu is the boss of the Jew, the Jewish American United States, the Jew United States of America. Stephen, you had something to add? I would say they call it Zog for a reason. Netanyahu seems to be pulling a lot of strings, you know, and looks like he's. This whole thing ramped up because he was just about to go to jail, lose power again. It's amazing how that happened at the same time, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, it just, right. How convenient. I, it's similar to the way LBJ was really about to lose power, and then that all that thing had, was going to happen with the liberty. There's always something with these people to take us to war and keep them in power and keep the people thinking that they're fighting for themselves while we're just fighting ourselves for them you know it just it infuriates me man I, i'm sorry it just 
It gets old well, to see this happening. Yeah, go well, ahead. Well, here, here, Joe, I should try to uh, move on. Uh, thank you, sir. Thanks a lot, guys. James in Vancouver. Hey, James, Hey, what did you want to add tonight, sir? <clears throat> yeah, I was going to mention the war in 2024. Rhymes, doesn't it? Um, you don't think you don't think they'll put it off way. at least till 2025 with the election uh, coming? Well, yeah, that's probably true too. But I remember uh, Johnson was uh, going to get reelected, and they had the um, Gulf of Tonkin operation, which uh, no torpedoes were fired at the uh, ships um, uh, at the American ships, but nevertheless. Um, it was a pretext for a bombing of um, North Vietnam and places like that. So um, <clears throat> I have to think that nobody was really killed uh, October seventh. It was a, it was all a show, and uh, I'm sure the people of other radio stations, if they hear me say this, they will be very angry. But uh, it was all a show. It was a pretext so that Israel could go in and bomb the crap out of the Palestinians. And yes, Netanyahu wouldn't go to jail. And it's the same old thing where the hierarchy is trying to protect itself by creating a war. Back to you. Paul? Well, like I said, you know, I think, you know, they... I find it hard to believe that Israel didn't know that was going to happen. The Egyptians warned them about it as well, so it was a pretext. I probably wouldn't go as far to say everything was a show, but it was, it was certainly, I believe, um, for the most part, that it was a you know a pretext to go in and do what they're doing now, yeah, and to do what they've done, you know, um, because you see that is like I said, it's back to. You know, this two-state solution nonsense is incompatible with uh, the ideology of Zionism. Um, so, and the only way they can get that done is is by ethnically cleansing these people. And, you know, I mean, northern Gaza doesn't exist anymore. You know, so you know, they, they've, they've taken a, a huge chunk there. You know, and the interesting thing will be... Going forward from now, it's like you've got all these people now in, in, in the EU and saying, oh, we, we need a two-state solution and the, the pressure is coming on Netanyahu and all that. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they're still going to be continue to supply the weapons, which I fully expect they will be, you know. Anything else, James? Uh, no, I'm good. I'll let you guys go. Thanks. Bye now. Thank you. Vinny in Indiana. Vinny. Hello, gentlemen. Um, yeah, the two-state solution was always a con. It's funny, listening to Max Blumenthal talk about that. You know, he was raised up uh, as a kid under, under his really loathsome father, Sidney Blumenthal, but uh, he really attacks the people that sold that two-state solution, people like Peter Beinart, who was another gay Jew, worked under Marty Parrott at the New Republic. But uh, my my comment, and you're not going to be able to answer this, but... I think the Jews are going to get kicked out of two countries, 109 and 110 and 111, and I think the 110 is going to be the Ukraine, and 111 is going to be Israel. And so where do the Jews go? Because I agree with Ron Unn. Israel is not going to be viable in a couple of years with the obsolescence of the U.S. carrier as a protectorate force, the U.S. Navy as a protectorate. Uh, we're, going to get that, we're going to get kicked out of the Red Sea. We're going to get kicked out of the Persian Gulf. We won't be able to defend Israel in the eastern Mediterranean. 
Israel's not viable, but where do the Jews go? They've corrupted every year major European capital. They flooded them with Muslims. They're not going to be wanted. Uh, do they go to Canada? Do they go to Australia? Do they go to Ireland? Where do they go? Stephen? I don't know, but I don't think that uh, that it's going to happen quite like that uh, because I think when they – I don't know that they're going to get kicked out of Ukraine. Uh, it depends, but it's, things are definitely going to ramp up. I don't know what's going to happen. I think that's going to expand somewhat that they'll try to set more of Europe on fire as that happens. It, it, and and the Ukrainian, it, I, I don't know. Depends on. I don't know which factions in Ukraine are which at this point. You know, that, that, but that's falling apart. Zelensky has said there's going to be another uh, one of the. He's always calling for that too. Just that, that. Oh, they're about to overthrow me again. So he cleans house and and gets rid of uh, his opponents. He did that a couple of years ago, and I think he's about to do that again. But you know, that's just that's that's what I've been thinking about along those lines lately, as far as you know. Your question now, that's an interesting question. I don't know where, you know, would be Mike, next. <laughs> we're almost out of time. Mike, did you have a comment? Oh, I've lived it for 24 years or something, tinfoil hat, gaslighting, being called all kinds of, you know, derided. And a lot of people that are associated with RBN and the alternative media, they've lived it too. Their family and friends and stuff, like, you know, don't give them much credibility. But the idea that that was a surprise attack in Gaza, the communications are all spied on for decades, decades. And we have to be tech-savvy enough to, to, to realize that the Supreme Court and other authorities have said, you have no reasonable expectation of privacy when you agree to all these apps and devices. So when you're around any of these devices, you have to assume you have no privacy, that it's going into an X-key score file, you know, even when you think the thing is off. So... There's no way they didn't know. There was embedded reporters. There's a lot of communications that they should have picked up on. Well, thanks to all you gentlemen. Uh, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Stephen and Paul. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And I'm sorry to the caller we didn't get to. Please try to call tomorrow if you like. Please help out the network, folks, to keep us alive so that we will speak again soon and transcend the construct. Regards. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.